Hello, and welcome to Soulpreneur, the podcast dedicated to delving into the connections of Black wellness and entrepreneurship. Based off what we see on Instagram, you would think wellness is only for one type of people. Well, Soulpreneur is here to change that. Every week, we sit down with a different Black wellness business owner to discuss business, wellness, spirituality, and just navigating the space as a person of color. This podcast is brought to you by Black Yoga Society. My name's Andriana, and I'm the founder of Black Yoga Society. And this is Soulpreneur. Hello and welcome to another episode of Soulpreneur hosted by Black Yoga Society. Today I'm sitting down with the wonderful, beautiful Trish Curling. She owns a studio in Richmond Hill up here in Canada, if you're from the States and don't know, (laughs) uh, called Anio Yoga. So thank you for sitting down with me today, Trish. I'm so excited to have you here because you're one of the, probably one of the most experienced black yogis that i personally know so i'm really excited to sit down and talk to you thank you so much andrea i really appreciate you having me today and uh thank you for that intro that's very nice (laughs) (laughs) uh could you tell us a little bit about your yoga journey because i know you've been doing yoga for about 15 years now you said uh well yeah so kind of on and off for me i um i was working at a gym a big box gym in my early 20s and so I did, like, I taught a fusion class um, called Body Flow. So people, that'll probably give tip off what gym that is. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> um, and that was a fusion of, like, Pilates, yoga, and Tai Chi. And so ah. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, and my daughter was very young at the time. So it was a great um, job for me to have because I was personal training and I was teaching some classes. And, you know, that just gave me some flexibility. So... Uh, but I went back to school. I, after working there for a few years, I went back to school. I had done my undergrad in visual arts, and um, I went back to school for teaching. And, oh, man, so that was, like, quite a journey. I don't know how far you want me to get into all of my my, <laughs> my insanity, but um, quite the journey. Long story short, um, I, over time, developed um, a lot of injuries and uh, put on a lot of weight, and that was primarily from um, 2010 when my brother passed away, my older brother, and that kind of brought me back to, um, to yoga and training again. And that was, uh, in 2015. So 2014, I was kind of like rock bottom and I said, I need to do something again to, uh, save my life really basically. Um, so that, that's kind of started the pathway again. So I was teaching at the time, but, um, I, I, went back to an old friend who I used to personal train with and I got her to help me and she was doing her yoga teacher training at the time and that really inspired me and uh, yeah, here I am. We can get into more details later, but yeah, that's that's basically the, the journey so of the you, years. <laughs> so you got your start as a personal trainer at a gym, uh, doing like group fitness at yeah, a gym. As a, as a personal trainer at first and, um, and then I, I was taking the classes and just loved it, loved them. So I thought this would be a great add-on um, for me. Um, I like the performance aspect of it too. I used to teach uh, body combat, so I used to love the kicking and punching and carrying on and all that. 
<laughs> so uh, yeah, so I started, um, and then I started teaching the classes. Yeah, so I was doing the, those two things for um, a few years, for about three or four years. And you taught like elementary school, middle school, high school. I did, yeah. So you know, like oh, I said, wow. my daughter was young um, when I was working at the gym, but it just was not paying the bills, to be honest. Yeah. So, you know, it provided a great, like I said, it was a great time for me because I had flexibility and that's what I needed at the time, you know, to be able to, if she was sick, I could go and pick her up from school or, you know, if I needed to mm-hmm. clients and take the day off, then that was great. So it, it really did provide a, a suitable um, career choice at the time. But I decided to go back and get my um, my teaching degree, which I did. And then I started, t- I taught elementary school for nine years. So did you do teach art? I did. Wow. I, yes, I taught uh, visual arts. Um, I taught a, a number of things, but my, my first uh, job was uh, as a visual arts teacher at an art school, and it was incredible experience. It was fantastic. That sounds amazing. Yeah, it was really great. It was a really great, really great positive experience. Have you found a way to kind of mend those loves of like wellness with your love of art? Yeah, those way? two things. I mean, it's funny. I was just talking about it this morning with someone. Um, I mean, my, well, indirectly and directly. So my, my daughter went to OCAD and, uh, so because from the time she was two months old, I put a paintbrush in her hand. <laughs> like, so she loves art too. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I get to really see her flourish in that way. Um, but for me in the last, especially in the last, I guess, three years since I left teaching, it's been much more difficult to be able to, even when I was teaching, it was difficult to to um, get time for myself to really create the way that I used to, but it's mm-hmm. still a deep passion of mine. I do have a blank canvas sitting around in my place waiting for me, so <laughs> it'll get there sometime. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I know you mentioned before about your brother who gave you that nickname, Ani, um, and you talk so much about him and spread so much love about him. Um, could you kind of talk about the root of the nickname? Yes, absolutely. Um, so when I was growing up, um, I guess probably at the end of elementary school, my brother started reading a lot of, uh, his name's Andrew. So he started reading a lot of African history. And because we were so close, I have a younger brother as well. And because we're all so close, I mean, he was always, you know, saying like, hey, you know, Trish, this is what I, I read last night or guess, you know, guess what? And just feeding me constantly with this information. And it was so um, inspiring and amazing. And we really shared those discussions all the time. And so, of course, that got me into reading. And he would say, hey, Trish, you know, read this, read this. And um, when I was 17, um, he knew that I had been looking for a name. At the time I wanted to, I thought about legally changing my name to an African name. Okay. And he read Things Fall Apart by Chinua Chibe, and, which is one of my favorite books. And so he said, read this. And I read it. And of course, I loved it. And he said, there's a name in there that I think is for you. And it's Ani. And uh, we had also read uh, Let the Circle Be Unbroken by Marimba Ani. And I loved that Mm -hmm. book equally, too. And so it was just, it just resonated so much. It means earth goddess. Oh, okay. Yeah, that that fits you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. So, um, and then he read another book called The Way of the Arisha. And that's where he found... Uh, the name Oki, and I hope I'm not butchering it. But um, anyways, that's what that's what he uh, he found for me as a last name. Um, basically, I guess at the uh, the broader meaning is essence of power. 
So um, it just really resonated with me. I mean, it was a lot. It felt like a lot to take on, <laughs> a lot of responsibility <laughs> in that name, but um, I, I did embrace it. And uh, I, I'd signed my art that way for years and years. I ended up not changing it legally, but he always called me a knee after um, I took on that name. And so that's really special to me. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. Thank you. Thank and you. The meaning itself, too, is really beautiful. And from, you know, I've done your flows on YouTube and a live flow with you. And I could definitely say that you embody both of those names. Oh, that's really, that's really meaningful. Thank you so much. That's really meaningful to me. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, let's talk a little bit about your spiritual journey. I know you started teaching yoga in about 2015 you were saying um did you start your spiritual journey earlier like meditation or studying Bhagavad gita or anything that has to do with yoga beforehand not so much um you know i mean even really in terms of the the yoga i i really was really passionate about um the physical aspect initially yeah i've always loved sports and i've always loved movement um and so when I, that when i lost that when that was uh, not a part of my life um that was a, a big attraction and then it wasn't until i really started practicing um again with my my friend and coach at the time um like i said and she was studying that i really started to really now kind of embrace and feel more of that meditative spiritual connection you know with along with that physical aspect so that's i, I think really what what um brought the like the catalyst it. for it exactly yeah exactly which i think it's like for a lot of people too is they always start with like the physical and then the, once they learn more about like meditation and you know the different aspects of it they kind of pick up their practice more and learn more about it absolutely so, and i'm still learning you definitely know started the same too yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, for me, and, and we all know this as, as, as yogis, that we're at the constant journey, we're all learning. I mean, and, yes. you know, the more that you know, you realize you know nothing. And so, so <laughs> you know, constantly learning so much um, from other teachers, um, you know, just the groups, you know, Black Yoga Society, just even the people in the in the group that I've, you know, been able to so fortunately meet since you started it. And, uh, just everywhere, you know, so even for, so for me, I'm still on that meditation journey. I mean, yes, I utilize yeah. that as a practice in my life, but there's definitely so much more that I, I, I desire to learn about it. Yeah, there's, it's like a never ending exactly. thing, <laughs> especially yeah. once I did my 200 hours well. Right. Like, there's so many concepts that I didn't even know about. Like, I didn't know what a Bhava Gita was. And I've been doing yoga since I was about 16. So about oh, 10 years wow. now. And been meditating since I was about nineteen twenty, wow. and I did not know any of these concepts, you know. Right, and exactly. It's always learning something new and adding more to the journey. Exactly, different things like that, especially um, being black in these type of spaces is really a different experience. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your journey being black within this wellness space and actually being a black studio owner, which is extremely hard to find? Definitely. I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. And, and I mean, it's it's still all new for me, especially the the studio. The studio really just came about uh, last August, so August 2019. And of course, COVID has... <laughs> 
done God, damn it, COVID. to the world right now. So, um, you know, but there's always positive in, 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 in every situation that you have to try to dig out and find. But, um, you know, it's, uh, it, it has been interesting. I mean, you always, I think, just, I'm, you know, I'm preaching to the choir. I'm speaking to another black woman here, but, you know, you're, <laughs> you're in a space where you're just, you, you always have that sense of, of other and, um, you know, t- to be frank, to just always kind of feeling misconnect or, you know, disconnected, you know, um, like I loved the training that I did was, was incredible. Um, and the, the school that I continue to study with yoga medicine is amazing. Uh, the people that I have met and come across have become lifelong friends. Um, so it's, it's been really amazing in, in, in that way, but, you know, you definitely feel that like, uh, when I when I walked in uh, the, the first time for my 200 hour, you know, you're a little hesitant, like how, you know, how are things going to be? Yeah. You know, the, again, there's a there's it, it, it really is different world. Yes, we're, we're human. We connect on, on many levels, but there is that difference. And so there's still that part of me for sure. That, and then maybe it's just me, too. But there's still that part of me that definitely feels closed in some ways. Um, to not necessarily feel as comfortable as probably I could be uh, if it was a group of, you know, women of color, black women, what have you. For sure. Um, so that, that definitely, definitely creates that. And you, and, you know, again, you can, you can feel it as well. Even, uh, <laughs> even sometimes saying or, or telling some people like, oh, you know, I, I have a yoga studio or I do this. And it's like, really? Like there's this, this sh- they're shocked that you own one or surprise that that's, you know, wow. the path I've chosen. And, and so, um, it's, it's interesting to, to, to receive the, to get that, those kinds of responses, you know, it's crazy because we live in Toronto, which people associate as one of the most multicultural cities in the world, but yet people are shocked that a black woman owns a studio oh, and exactly. even going to these studios, like I've done a project on, multiculturalism in Toronto right and this was I did this project three years ago and the demographics of Toronto is 51 percent POC and 49 percent white no doubt but yet it's such a struggle to find right you see with yes. case absolutely absolutely I couldn't agree more um and <laughs> you know you still get things like uh, I was te- before I, before I uh, took over the studio, I was uh, teaching a few classes at another one, um, and <laughs> this lady came in and she said to me, um, "Oh, wow! Like you know, like uh, there's a, a black teacher here, and she said there's a lovely black man that teaches yoga at some such space, um, you know, whatever whatever location." She told me. She said his, yeah. his name is so and so. Do you know him? And I thought this is. You know, at the time, I'm like, it's 2019 and you're still making comments. Like, <laughs> Do I know him? <laughs> I have no idea who that is. <laughs> it's like saying, oh, Drake's from Toronto. Do you know him? Exactly. No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that's what's interesting. And those are the things that we encounter and experience. And like you said, and just even finding um, spaces that um, are maybe just feel genuinely inclusive um, yeah, are def are definitely challenging. Definitely challenging. Um, I definitely have been lucky because I grew up in Brampton, which mm-hmm. is known for having a huge um, Indian population, and there's studios there that are 
owned by Indian people. Not majority, which is strange. Right. You know, there's at least half the population is of Indian descent. Right. But I've been lucky to go to studios owned by Indian people, and it is a way different experience. Oh, that would be interesting. See, I have not experienced that. Like, their teaching style is different, Mm -hmm. and the way that they care for you is really different. Like, I experienced my birthday while at the studio like I love doing yoga on my birthday and I told the instructor like yeah my birthday is coming up a couple weeks beforehand right she had a present for me on my birthday because she remembered oh wow I was shocked I'm like I've never experienced that (laughs) the care and the ever yeah that's beautiful yeah it's so much different care yes and the way different um and they tend to actually be more affordable like their monthly pass was way cheaper than white owned studios and the trainings that they offer were cheaper too which is a whole different discussion on right <laughs> you know pricing of yoga training and stuff within ah absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and it's very unaffordable for um people of color which is disheartening very um, very difficult but yeah we can definitely get back into that discussion <laughs> later date um i want to move into talking a little bit about your experience with wellness within your family mm. so is anyone else in your family into yoga and meditation do they look at you like you good there trish or <laughs> what is their experience no experience for me uh i mean i am so grateful and so fortunate to have a family that is like super open-minded, super health conscious, Um, you know, anything I've ever done, anything I've ever um, pursued, they've been very supportive. So, um, and, you know, actually the the very first time I did an actual quote unquote pure yoga class was with my older brother. Um, We did, yeah, we did that together. Um, Just, it was actually, it wasn't a a class at a studio, but we, you know, we, we popped in a video and did that together and uh, bought blocks and you know this was maybe just a couple of years or, or or so before he died I think if, I, if I'm remembering correctly but um, yeah I mean he he was always a sports fiend so um, you know I grew up watching both of my brothers play soccer I played volleyball um, you know and again like, because of the attraction was was very physical at first the yoga was was a, a no-brainer like it was just like oh yeah that's I would definitely <laughs> a good strength. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> More strengthening. Yes, that makes sense. You know, so um, there's there's no hesitation. You know, the meditation. I grew up to um, going to church, so um, you know, I was introduced to that idea of spirituality and 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 higher uh, power and you know that whole idea. So it it wasn't yeah. a, it wasn't a um, a strange move. Uh, for them to see me kind of embrace uh, that kind of uh, idea of meditation and, and breath. And um, yeah, it's, it's very normal in my family. Very, very normal. Does anyone else in your family meditate, especially the ones who may be like super Christian or go to church every Sundays? Um, uh, I wouldn't do they meditate? So. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't say that they have a regular practice. Um, and I'd probably say like my dad used to come to my body flow classes. And so sometimes <laughs> there would that be is so cute. a little bit of breath work there and stuff like that. And so he, he would, he would do it. Um, uh, but yeah, they, they don't have a, I wouldn't say anybody in my family has a specific practice. Uh, oh, okay. Really, yeah. 
I definitely see that um, people are kind of more open-minded about meditation in like Christian spaces and stuff. I go to a mantra meditation in the basement of a church here in Toronto, obviously, oh, really? COVID's not happening. Yeah, and it's like surprising because I'm like, what, this is a Christian church doing this? Yeah. Uh, that but yeah, it's, it's definitely more open-minded, I think. Yeah, well, there's people like, um, like I don't know if you follow Cheryl Moore Tucker, um, I used to do a, a show, um, and I had her on as a guest and she's Christian and she's, um, a, you know, a devout, you know, yogi and, yeah, you know, a med- meditator and, you know, all of those amazing things. And, uh, it, it is interesting. And she, she was sharing her experiences about, you know, some of the pushback, of course, but yeah, mm-hmm. I think, right. I mean, I think it's growing, there's a growing and understanding it's always learning, right. It's always just kind of like allowing yourself to put the wall down and say, what is this really about? And what is it really? You know, I think the, the wall goes up when it's like, oh, you know, what are you doing? What are you teaching? What is this about? And it's like, meditation is so many things in my humble understanding. But, you know, it can be as simple as, you know, noticing your breath and just sitting in silence and, you know, allowing thoughts to simmer. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many paths that lead to God or the universe, exactly. whichever you want to call the higher power exactly. Um, exactly and i think it's beautiful that so many people especially i guess because the internet you know information so readily available now right um, they're so much more open to different things and different ways of achieving the same goal absolutely absolutely i remember my first place i lived in toronto <laughs> one of the girls there was very very devout christian mm-hmm. she's actually was younger than me mm-hmm. and i told her like yeah i do yoga and meditation <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> I was actually shocked because she's so young. Like I'm only 26 and she was 24 or she is 24 now. And at the time she probably was like 20. Wow. Yeah. She was just like, that is devil worship. I can't do that stuff. And I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> girl, bye. <laughs> but I think she's more open to it now. I think right. she's been able to experience it herself and understands that it's just, we're all, doing the same thing absolutely absolutely at the end of the day and again it's just information and education and exposure right we all exactly have those experiences in our lives where maybe we've done something and then we get new information and we have the the choice to to change our minds exactly best believe when that's her tune when i just got to that place and i was subletting for four months by the end of that four months she's like oh i went to a drum circle <laughs> oh i tried some yoga <laughs> see that's very, cool. that's very cool right um so it was just funny to see just people's <laughs> transformation even young people you know hey listeners this is the perfect time to take a little break check your posture make sure your back is straight and let's just take a few breaths Inhale and exhale. Just get a nice few deep breaths in. And then we'll continue with the podcast. So I want to talk a little bit about your studio, which opened last August, you were saying. So how did you come to be a studio owner? Uh, so an opportunity came up to be able to take over the space. And um, I mean, I'd, I'd been a business, you know, for three years prior to that. Um, mm-hmm. I started a Neo Yoga in 2016, um, taking private clients and personal training. 
Um, so I've always done my own thing. I was just more of a, a personal brand. Um, but I was, I'm always looking for more. And as you know, as an entrepreneur, there's always things that come up and change and, you know, sure. and ups and downs and highs and lows. And so, um, it just came to me at a time in my life. Funny enough, um, the opportunity came my way on my birthday, uh, which is oh, wow. July 24th. So coming up and, uh, I guess when this, when this airs, it'll be just past, um, I accept gifts anyways. Um, <laughs> cash. anyways. Um, so, but yeah, it came to me at that time and it just felt like the right move to make. And I decided to, uh, take over the space and, um, it's been, um, again, such a, a deep learning for me because, um, it's really changed. Um, well, it's, it's learning definitely in terms of business for one, um, yeah. and then <laughs> two, um, my, t- my teachers, the teachers that I inherited, the staff that I inherited, um, you know, front desk people, every, like, it's just been phenomenal. They are brilliant, you know, very s- steeped in learning. Um, they're um, just amazing. It ha- they happen to be women right now. I don't have any male teachers at the moment. Um, but oh, girl power. <laughs> yes, but they are <laughs> amazing. It's been really positive experience. I've learned so much from them. My teaching has changed and been highly influenced um, from them as well because I was in, like I said, more of a personal brand space. Um, I really am very passionate about privates um, because my background is more uh, anatomy and therapeutics. And so I really enjoy working with people and helping them with uh, issues and problems that they're trying to solve with their bodies or what have you, their minds. Um, So being more in this group space now has really been able to um, allow me to grow in so many other ways. So I've been really, really grateful for that experience. I've noticed too with um, the live flow that I've done with you and the YouTube flows that mm-hmm. I've done of yours that the anatomy is really, I could tell, paramount to what you're doing um, because of just how you explain like the placement of the body. Like a lot of yoga teachers aren't very good at that because they don't understand anatomy that much, especially if they're like newer, then right. they don't have that much background in it but you can definitely tell the difference with someone who really understands how your body should be flowing and proportions and you know kind of how it should be functioning at that moment in that move and that's what I really really like about your teaching thank you thank you so much and I mean again of course so much to learn um but um studying because again studying with yoga medicine which is you know that's a, a deep focus um, mm-hmm. their education, um, is the anatomy, um, alignment and so on the, and the therapeutics. And again, that comes from personal experiences. I mean, I think, you know, so many people, you know, in the, in the wellness space broadly, we all come to, uh, you know, this kind of purpose in life because we've had our own experiences. I had so many injuries I had a laundry list of injuries, you know, like problems with my feet, you know, um, problems with my ankle, my knees, um, my back, my shoulder, like just, it was ridiculous. And so, um, and a combination of things. Yes. You know, probably years and years prior doing Chaturanga incorrectly (laughs) played a large role. Um, so really learning now how to, like you said, how to position the body that I'm really, really passionate about that because I want people to feel safe. And I think that that's what um, and I'm sure you as a teacher as well that you hear all the time, you know, I'm, I'm intimidated to do it or I'm afraid to do it, you know, mm-hmm. oh, it's injury, so I can't, um, you know, or whatever. And so 
that's really important to me. I want people to come to a class situation or a private scenario situation where they can feel like they trust the teacher, they feel safe, they know that there's going to be variations or there are going to be options and that, hey, man, like you don't have to do every single thing in the class. Like you can, you can stop. You don't have to know how to do a handstand from the first first one. Exactly. Or ever, you know what I mean? Like it's just whatever you want it to be, it can be, and there's always an option. And just that feel good can, you know, indirectly and directly um, go towards your healing. So uh, whether physical or emotional, mental, spiritual, whatever it is. So um, I think sure. that's really, really powerful. And that's why I'm really passionate about that. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I'm saying too much, like too much, too much alignment. <laughs> I feel like with alignment, there's never too much because I've been doing so many things wrong for so long. And it wasn't until I did my 200 hours right. and then also watching teachers like you who understand anatomy and alignment. Even now, when I was doing your, I did your hip opening video today. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, my chest isn't open like that. Oh, wait, my hips aren't square like they should be. <laughs> like little things like that that Lame. just help people, you know, avoid injuries and also exactly. get better at their practice too. Exactly. Thank you. That that, that means a lot to me. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very important to me. Very, very important. Um, how Have there any... Rewind. Has there been any... <laughs> any... Um, big successes or any conflicts with mixing your wellness pursuits and purposes with owning a studio or the business side of things? As always, like I said before, and as you know, as an entrepreneur as well, um, definitely a million highs and lows. Yeah. I mean, so many successes. I mean, I've, I've, I've been able to have opportunities that I never would have had had I not pursued this. I've also had and experienced extreme lows because of the choices that I've made to leave a quote-unquote stable career as a teacher to Mm. do this. Um, But this was really important to me because, as I said before, you know, um, I'm dedicating this journey to my brother and uh, he had done the same thing before he died. He had left his his job, um, his, you know, quote-unquote steady, stable job to uh, pursue a, a business for himself as well. And so I, whenever I'm feeling like, oh man, what am I doing? <laughs> How am I going to do yeah. that? Um, you know, that's what I kind of deep dig deep into. So the experiences have been amazing. I mean, I've been able to uh, be interviewed for some great magazines. I've been able to write some articles because writing is also one of my passions. So I've been able to write some articles um, for magazines. I've been able to travel um, because yoga medicine does their studies um, all over the world. Um, you know, oh, wow. yeah, I've been able to, you know, go to places I never dreamed I would be able to go to. Um, so those are huge successes, you know, even just, again, the belief, just the path, you know, in three short years, I've been able to really have all of these experiences, the continued learning, uh, the clients that have just been amazing and incredible, and just the joy that that brings me to see their transformations and see them progress uh, in their own health. Those kinds of things are, are the successes to me that I try to hold on to and try to remember when I'm like, what the hell are you doing, Trish? <laughs> <laughs> Going to five. Um, but um, yeah, both of the definitely the successes um, and the learning curve for me has been huge, as I said. But I would say uh, in terms of conflicts, 
Um, sometimes it's difficult. Sometimes, you know, you think there are certain things that you should do as a human being um, or what my values would direct me to in terms of making a decision. And then there are other things that you see kind of in business where people would say, well, that's probably not a really good business decision or like, you know, learning boundaries too, you know, like because I'm so passionate mm-hmm. about sometimes I think, you know, you give extra time. So it's like, oh, I'm, yeah, we have taken an extra half an hour here in your session, but that's okay. You don't have to pay me. <laughs> I see. Yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because you just, you love it and you're in the moment and you're doing and whatever, and that's fine. But um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess those are the conflicts. If, if I'm answering the question correctly, those are the kind of kinds of conflicts yes. that come up with, with me in terms of what I want to do as, as Trish, as a knee, as a person. Um, what I want to give, what I want to offer, and then also um, learning boundaries to not be take advantage of, and also learn to be a little bit more shrewd in business decisions as well. So I think those those are the things that come up for me. That's definitely the hardest thing with being in the wellness industry and being more shrewd with business yeah. because it's like I want to really help people, but I also exactly. need to survive. Exactly, I can't help you if I'm homeless. Exactly. <laughs> I can't make YouTube videos if I don't have a home. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I really loved what you were saying about, you know, leaving a stable career as a teacher to follow your dreams within the wellness space. Um, I felt something really relatable in working in media and marketing mm-hmm. for like eight years now. Wow. And just being so displeased with you know, the lack of progress, you know, being a woman of color in that those right. kind of spaces is really hard, especially I was trying to be a TV host, which as a dark skinned woman with dreadlocks. Right, right. Really difficult to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hopefully won't be in the future, but currently it's kind of hard to do. Um, so I, once COVID hit, I was so displeased with where my career was going that I'm like, you know what? I've been wanting to do my yoga teacher training for like four years now. I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get that teaching done, push myself to do the things that I've been wanting to do and saying that I'm going to do for the last like four years of my life. So what tips would you give somebody who might be feeling the same way of, you know, wanting to leave their stable career that is not necessarily their passion um, to follow a job that might not be as stable and kind of, you know, be an entrepreneur work for themselves in the wellness space. Yeah. I mean, I think my advice is, and, and good on you. Congratulations for you for making that decision, by the way. Um, Thanks. Um, I, I would say, again, it, it has to come back to, to me speaking about my brother because this is what prompted me. I mean, we all know theoretically that we live once you know, or logically that we know logically that we, we know we, we have one life, but it really didn't bring meaning to my life until I lost him. Like he, my brothers are my best friends. And so losing him was, oh my God, it was earth shattering. Um, you can hear the crackling even in my voice now as I speak. I mean, it, it, the 10 year anniversary yeah. when it was like, it was yesterday. Um, that changed everything. That really helped me to really deeply understand this is it. Like there's no other option for you than to pursue what you're passionate about, whether it's wellness space, of, I don't know, man, collecting art, friends, like I don't care, like whatever you, yeah, exactly. Whatever you're passionate about, 
I think it's it's we're, we we have a responsibility in our lives to to follow it. Um, and I mean, like I said, it, it it's hard. It's hard. You know what I mean? I've had some some really rough times. I, I continue to have rough, rough times. Um, but the flip side, <laughs> you know, I can say I, I, I tried, you know, um, I gave it a go yes. you have to have a, a deep faith. Um, I'm so, again, grateful to have a very supportive family, um, you know, who pushes me and reminds me and, you know, brings me back to that place of why I started, why I left teaching, um, you know, and I've no regrets. You know, I, I don't ever for a second think, oh, I wish I had had stayed. Um, I don't, <laughs> you know, even with all the things that are really tough. I the like I said, the experiences that I've been able to have. So I would encourage anybody with whatever they're doing, um, you know, yes, there's sometimes some ways that maybe you could do it a little safer. But when I just think like in the blink of an eye, my brother was gone. He wasn't ill. You know, he, he worked out. He was like, you know, vegan practically. Like he just yeah. was the, you know, the, the, you know, a poster child for, um, for health. And he was just gone just like that. So it's like, what choice do we have? You know, if I, knock on wood, if I die tomorrow, at least I've, I've, I've been able to, to do everything that I've, you know, as much as I can that I've wanted to do. There's still more, of course, that I want to do, but I know that I gave it an opportunity. I, I would, I would never want to be filled with regret and, you know, get to 10 or 20 years down the line and say, man, I wish, and I wonder what would have happened if I pursued that. So I, That's so real. I would encourage anybody to just follow your passion and whatever it is. And it doesn't have to be, I'm, you know, the, you know, most famous person doing it, but just pursue it on a level that, you know, brings you the most happiness and, and rely on and, and come back to those moments that provide that for you. And like I said, that's working with, um, you know, amazing clients that I've worked with, the members that I've met, you know, so far at the studio and, uh, the teachers that I've met, um, opportunities that come up like this to talk to you. Like it's just, um, it's, it's incredible. And, and you have to really rely on those things to, to push yourself further and get through the tough times. Yeah, I really love that. And thank you so much for sharing everything you shared today and also telling us about your brother. He sounds like he was a phenomenal person and obviously very influential for you. And I hope when people hear this, that he can also be influential for them and his legacy can continue to thank you so spread much. and live on. Thank you so much, Andrea. I really appreciate the opportunity. And uh, yes, anytime I get to talk to talk about him, <laughs> I'm, excited. <laughs> I'm excited. Sounds amazing. I wish <laughs> I could have met him. He sounds like a very awesome dude. Thank you. He was. Uh, thank you so much, Trish slash Ani for sitting down with me today and just talking about your journey and your wonderful studio. And I can't wait for COVID to be over so we can actually practice in person. Yes, together. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to that so much. This podcast is brought to you by Black Yoga Society. If you want to learn more about Black Yoga Society, you can visit us at blackyogasociety.com. I'm your host, Andriana Crawford, and I'll see you next time.